You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. They've been on some things before. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. And corrupt yet somehow honorable Judge Jonathan Harrison before he asks us those questions and arbitrarily hands out points based on what answers he personally likes or kiss up to him. We have another another Woj bomb that dropped during the break, Phil Mackey. Reckless speculation. Which, if you uh, buy into Darius Garland, who seems to be the hot commodity that teams were trying to move into the four spot to go up and get, and we told you before the break that Atlanta moved up into the four spot, but according to Woj, they're pursuing Virginia's DeAndre Hunter. Eon! Eon! With the number four pick. League sources tell ESPN, which means that Doogie's report earlier that the Wolves are looking to move up into number six may still leave Darius Garland in play for the Minnesota Timberwolves, if that's who they're after. Very interesting. Who would go at five if that's the case? That's a very good question. Actually, it might be a good segue into cram session. This is actually a perfect segue. Boys, I want your ideal, realistic scenario for your Minnesota Timberwolves in tonight's NBA draft. Realistic, you said, though. Realistic. Okay. Because I mean, there's some fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Process. But I want realism. I want machinations. I went I through when I saw this. Too high. Well, I'd like to get the fans very high. I see. I see no I problem with would. that. And you know what? That could be a night at Target Center, opening night, perhaps. <laughs> Bring your own bong. Um, I don't think it's legal yet. No, but soon enough. Yet. Anyway, all right. <laughs> so realistic giveaway. So oh, do oh, do. Yes, the bong's not illegal. First, first ten thousand. True. Yep. First ten thousand. First ten thousand at the Target Center. Timberwolves bong. I think that's a, a fantastic idea. Yeah, sponsored by Target. It's got a. It's got a Target. Logo, it's got the Wolves logo, it'd be fantastic. What if, what if it is the Target logo, not just it has it on it? What if it is, that's the, tar- the shape of it? Brilliant. I see no problem with that at Brilliant. all. I think you're on to something. Somebody get the Wolves and Target on the phone immediately. <laughs> I'm sure they're interested. Um, I'm sure they're really liking this. My realistic scenario for the Wolves tonight that would that would actually be a little bit of fun, at least, and not outside the box, but uh, would certainly be more exciting than just picking at 11, would be if they could do what Danny Cunningham thinks they probably can't, but I would certainly try try if they could somehow package uh, their own 11th pick and Jeff Teague to the Suns who are looking for a veteran point guard for the sixth pick and then take North Carolina point guard Kobe White who sounds like he would be a nice addition Jeff Teague's not going to be here it's an eminently movable contract it sounds like the Suns would not mind having him so it's not a super sexy one but I think it's realistic and I would see no problem with the point guard now being handed to a younger player with quote-unquote upside 
as opposed to a guy that uh, Tibbs signed, and I think most of that Tibbs crew is going to be cleaned out here pretty quickly. We anyway. have details. You didn't give the details on that Atlanta trade, did you? Or did this did this Woj bomb just come out? The follow up. Um, I thought I did before the break. What do you got? Oh, that they get. Uh, Okay, so yeah, seven, yeah, you did. 17 and 35. This yes. is just part two of the Wolves trade yeah. here. Yep. I would say since apparently they're not doing this to get Darius Garland, I mean, my first thought was, oh, they're trading up and that means the Wolves aren't going to get Darius Garland. The best case scenario is the Wolves still trade up to five or six and get Darius Garland. I think you have to... We talked about this off the top of the show with Danny Cunningham. There's only so many options to pair another superstar player with a Carl Anthony Towns and it ain't going to be free. You're not going to be, you're not going to get like Kevin Durant in free agency. You're not going to be getting, you're not going to be getting LeBron James type players in free agency. So you have to draft them or trade for them. And they've got two potential options. D'Angelo Russell, if they can make that work three-way deal, sign and trade or a Darius Garland, not saying he's going to be the next Damian Lillard, but if there's Damian Lillard comparisons out there and Kyrie Irving comparisons, now, I just read one here on NBADraftroom.com. His comparison is a bigger Jeff Teague. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not good. I don't Kobe know, likes my guy. I don't know gentlemen. if that's what I want in that draft pick, but um, but that's what I would consider the best-case scenario tonight. All right. I, I, I couldn't run this through the trade machine because you can't put draft picks in the trade machine, but I think I have a three-way deal that works. Do you think the guy that they hired who created the trade machine realizes that? Hopefully they fix that. That you can't put draft picks in it? Gerson's really like, well, what about that. if we, what if we swung a trade? He's like, oh, my machine doesn't allow I, for that. Sorry. I don't understand. I don't know how to make this work. I can't. I quit. <laughs> the I numbers aren't there. I'm done here. My work is done. Three-way deal between the Wolves, Brooklyn, and the Heat in a sign-and-trade where the Wolves end up with D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Andrew Wiggins goes to the Heat. The Brooklyn Nets, they would get James Johnson, Deion Waiters, and the 11th pick. What do the Heat get? Three-way trade. The Heat get Andrew Wiggins. No, but like, what, do they, what do they get? They get screwed. <laughs> they get Andrew Wiggins. It's like... They it, get Andrew Wiggins. I was going to say... He, he said realistic, Ronnie. But I'm not hearing he anything. Said, he said realistic. <laughs> they apparently have we interest all in Andrew traded, Wiggins. We all would have traded Wiggy right. if there are reports. There's record Can I go back now? Can I go there back that they need, have interest in Andrew Wiggins? All right, so Miami, we got a, we got a great... We, we just yes. need you as part of a three-way deal here. So, yes. So we're going to get what we want. Right. The Nets are going to get what they want. Right. And you're going to get a flaming no, pile they, of dog poo uh, on your doorstep. They heard how much Phil Mackey is high on Andrew Wiggins this year, and they're <laughs> interested now. And just to be clear, and Pat Riley's delusional enough to think that he can yeah. fix him, right? I'm high on Andrew Wiggins because I think Gerson Rosas' staff can mold him. I don't know if I'd say the same thing about the current Miami. I mean, Eric Spolstra, good coach. Pretty good coach. You got Pat Riley there. Alright, what's, uh, what's your verdict? <sighs> I said realistic, so it hurts that I have to... I have to exclude Rami here because as much as I love getting rid of Wiggins... It's ridiculous. I said realistic, and I don't realistic. think as much as I know... Uh, Pat Riley wants Andrew Wiggins and Minnesota wants to get rid of him. It's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. And I do like getting D'Angelo Russell in here because it pairs him with his buddy Cat. I'm going to go with Judd's pick, getting rid of Teague, and bringing in Kobe White. Kobe White. I'm not so sure about Darius Garland because of the injury history there. That scares me a little bit. But I'll take getting rid of Teague's contract there and getting the sixth pick. They call me Mr. NBA for a reason. <laughs> Mr. Basketball. That's what they call you. 
They call me lots of things, okay, Jonathan? <laughs> Who's they? Yeah. Who's this it's, theoretical they yeah, we speak of? it's a nebulous thing. All right. <laughs> Yesterday, we played the clip of Skip Bayless falling for the fake report about Chris Paul making fun of James Harden's man boobs. What is one fake report that initially fooled you guys? Wow. I mean, Judd probably Admit has, your faults, Judd probably has a, a long history of potentially getting... Have you ever been like duped by an agent or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got duped. I got duped bad one time. It was very embarrassing. You care to share? Should I go first? Yeah, Please. share that story. Okay. Well, this is not, this is not, this is not a report that I got duped by. This was a text I got duped by and then reported it. So I was the source. Ooh. I was the Skip Bayless. <laughs> you were the reporter. But I was very sorry, unlike Skip, who's just a pompous ass. Um, the day that the, day that, uh, the Vikings released Randy Moss, which was a Monday after the Patriots game, I uh, I got a text or an email from his agent that was had the guy's name, his affiliation, like looked absolutely perfect, and it had a list of the teams that had called about Moss now, now that he had been let go, and <clears throat> through my own fault completely. So this is totally my fault. I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, now. The problem was Moss's agent was really bad about returning phone calls or taking phone calls. So I figured, you know, they were mad and had reached out. It turned out somebody, and I went on my blog then at the Star Tribune and reported this, and of course it got picked up. It turned out that somebody who had an axe to grind with his agent had basically come up with all, you know, had the name, had like the insignia of the company, looked totally official, looked totally official. And I thought my report was fine until I got a call from the agent who I had talked to like twice in my life until then that night being like, "Uh, this is totally wrong. Where He thought I had made the story up, which clearly I hadn't, but nonetheless felt completely stupid. So I reported it and had to rescind that report because I got completely duped. So... That takes it one step worse. In which wow, case, I was the, the in which I was the skip, and but but unlike Skip, I felt very remorseful for my what turned out to be error. So I I cannot come anywhere near topping <laughs> well, that. You should be very happy yeah. about that. I but I do remember a couple times early on in the uh, Mackie and Judd phase, like five, four or five years ago, when it was very prominent for fake Woj accounts to be out there and fake Schefter accounts, and I don't even know how how do those even start to spread? Like how. How does how do those spread to the point where the retweets? Ta- yeah, the people like, just like, re- who are the first people to retweet those? It's weird. But I remember you and I did a full. I, I wish I remembered the details. I just remember you and I did a full segment one time, reacting to some major breaking news, and then had to come back in the next segment and be like, "Yeah, all that th- stuff we just did fifteen minutes what, prior." What I, but it? I don't remember what it was. I just remember us laughing and then saying, "Oh yeah, never mind, never mind all that. It was all from a fake account." There, there so was. We did a full segment. I wish I had the recollection, but we did a full segment on a fake report one time. There was a fake shifter account that was like Adam, but it had an R or something. It looked completely plausible. Yeah, it was like, but it was like Arden Shifter. It, it was A D A R N that looked like an M. And then the Shifter. And then the Adam account. Schefter. And then the account. I think I was fooled by that. When I'm I'm googling right now, I think it was either Rosenthal or Shifter. 
that I was duped by, and I, I reported whatever they had said on the air. I said it into a microphone yeah. to people who were listening to me. And I Those people have changed forever I'm, now, I'm too. trying to jog my memory. I'm Googling fake Adam Schefter and fake Ken Rosenthal right now to see if I can find the tweet that I reported on the air. But nothing. I saw the Rosenthal one. Nothing that he tweeted raised any... Uh, Raised any memories? I don't know. I got. I think we're just. Yeah, just give it to Judd. I think we got to give it to Judd here. <laughs> I don't I'd rather not have it, but okay. I don't, I don't think we have a choice. Mm. I think we have a trade. Oh wait a second. A Roach real one? Bomb. Yeah, for Minnesota. Hold on, hold on, hold if on, I'm, hold on. I don't want to. Hold on. Wait, 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 I don't want to get duped by a fake whoa. report in the fake report. Question. We do. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. whoa, wait, whoa! Wait, Holy wait. cow! Let's Everybody stay alive here. I just got it. I got it. Got breaking news. This is not reckless speculation. Oh yeah, no, this is real. Minnesota Timberwolves, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, have traded the number 11 overall pick and Dario Saric to Phoenix for the number six pick. The Wolves are picking six tonight. This is not fake news. This is, this not is a drill. Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> this is not a drill. This is a verified Woj account. It's not, uh, there's not like a missed plate, like an L that should be an I. Nope. It's, there's a blue, it's a blue check, check mark. mark. Yes, it's a blue, it's a blue check, check mark. mark. GSPM. 2019. This is not sports talk. Barry disguising himself as Adrian Wojnarowski. No, we got a blue check mark. We're good. This is the real Adrian Wojnarowski. This is not a drill. So this is setting up very interestingly for our Raised mm. by Wolves draft special in about 45 minutes as well. Um, and it, I mean, I, I'm sure that they have an idea of the player that's going to be there at six. I don't think you make this trade if you don't think you know who you're picking. He it's quote really tweeted that. Move. This isn't anything that we didn't already kind of assume or know. He said uh, Gerson Rosas tried to get number four and finally moved up to number six once uh, they lost out on that bidding. Let's come back and digest this and dissect it a little bit more here. Uh, we also have another cram session question we'll get to to make sure that we uh, that we. I think Judd already segment. won. Yeah, he? Judd won because he Going was the, the reporter. Sweep. Yeah, Going for the sweep. <laughs> But uh, let's get our guy Josh Arnold here on the line before we dive back in. If, again, the Timberwolves have just traded for the number six overall pick, and we'll dive more into that shortly. Thank you, Jonathan. Breaking news on Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North just before the break. It was a Woj bomb. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Minnesota traded the number 11 pick in tonight's NBA draft and Dario Saric to Phoenix for the number six pick in the draft. And that was after uh, Garrison Rosas tried to get number four and number five and finally moved up to number six. And what we're hearing is that Atlanta, who moved up to number four, apparently outbid the Wolves to get into that four spot earlier. They like DeAndre Hunter out of Virginia, which leaves two guys who the Wolves have been rumored to be interested in for the five and six slots. Darius Garland from Vanderbilt, who played very little in his only season of college basketball. And then Kobe White from North Carolina. One of those two guys should be there for them at six. Interesting. Kobe White. So this, I'm getting this from Danny, who's very plugged in with the Timberwolves. Danny says the Wolves really like Kobe White. And you can, by the way, you follow Danny Cunningham on Twitter at real D Cunningham at real D Cunningham. He's been all over the Timberwolves since he joined us back at the beginning of the, the season. He says the Wolves love Kobe White. And I asked him, okay, that dude shot seven threes a game at a 35% clip, which is a pretty, that's not a great clip from three point college range on a team like North Carolina, where you're getting some 
for half the season, you're playing teams that you're pounding and you're getting good looks, right? right? And he said the way the Timberwolves would probably use him, they'd be getting him more open looks. He's a better shooter than his percentage in college would tell you. That they think Kobe White can be a sniper three-point shooter if put in the right system and taking the right shot that you're supposed to take. Uncontested threes. So something to note, the Wolves love Kobe White. Uh, Darius Garland, a lot of people, is it fair to say a lot of people were projecting him maybe to be, before Zion Mania happened and before the injury happened to Garland, that he may have been the number one overall pick at some point in this cycle if you go back like 10, 11 months. Yeah, he was one of the more highly recruited players coming out of high school last year. Yeah. Uh, And then, I I don't know, my my, obviously they don't know who they're going to pick exactly because... There's so many things that could happen in front of you, and you're not trading up to number one or two. You're trading to six, and so there's different scenarios that can happen here. Well, we think we know one through four, right? We think we do. Zion, Ja, uh, R.J. Barrett, and again, reports are that the reason Atlanta moved up was they had DeAndre Hunter in mind. Yep. And so if those, if the if the we know who the first three are. If the Atlanta rumors are true, it narrows it down, and the Wolves have way more information to make this trade. But I guess what I was going to say is the Wolves have determined it's better for their roster building and for them to potentially find a secondary star to Carl Anthony Towns to give up Dario Saric, who's a very good player, I think would probably thrive even more with whatever they're going to do. And he's, he would be a he'd be a, a guy who shoots a bunch of three-pointers in this current system. But they've said, we see more value in one of these players we could pick at six to be a star player than what the 11 pick and Saric could bring to the roster, that those are just guys, and we're looking for more than just a guy with that number six overall pick. So the, this strikes me as they definitely have one guy in mind too. Like it's probably not two, and they're, they're probably going to, since the uh, the trade at four was made, the only thing that they're going to have to hold their breath a little bit for potentially is with the fifth pick. But if we're projecting who they definitely want, do we think it's probably Kobe White? Yeah, I. I mean, I don't because I got to think they've got one guy here that be, because if they tried to get up to four and that didn't work, and then they went to five, and then they accepted it, the fact that the trade was going to work at six with Phoenix, that strikes me very much as they have picked the person that they want. Well, we know, we know on this show, thanks to Danny Cunningham, we know that they like White. We know they like White. I don't know if they like Garland or not. Obviously, Garland was the highly, the more highly touted player several months ago, so. I guess we'll find out. I just like the move on the fact that they're not sitting back and seeing what falls in their lap. This is, this is, and you've been talking about this, Phil. This is, they're going to have a different way of doing things and they're going to be aggressive and going out and getting what they want and not letting the chips fall where they may. And then whatever leftovers are there for the Timberwolves, they'll go ahead and grab those up. This is an aggressive move by Garrison yeah. Rosas in his first, his first draft. Yeah. And his first opportunity to make a big move. How many times? Man, have they moved up five spots like this? I'm trying to think back to Wolves draft history, Judd. Can you remember a time where they said, no, we're moving way up? No, because Flip Flip went backwards, right? They went backwards for love. Yeah, but when Flip, so when Flip had to pick the one year before they got Cat, he went backwards in that draft, right? Because didn't they take uh, the kid, the guard from Michigan? And yeah, then they Trey traded Burke. that to Trey Burke, and they traded that to Utah, if I'm yep. not mistaken. And then they went backwards on that draft. Yep, it was McHale that went. That they, they McHale drafted you OJ Mayo number four overall. They moved back to get Kevin Love, right? Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to think here. I don't know that they've ever just off, off the top of my head. I don't know if they've ever gone up this significantly. 
they they you know was it McHale in ninety what is it ninety six when the Marbury Ray Allen trade was made but that wasn't a huge flip of I don't think there was a huge fluctuation of the picks in that case correct I think that was a pretty I think the two players were taken fairly close together and then were flipped for each other after that draft I'll have to look yeah. I don't what, I what what a way to make a one. statement though you come in here yep and you hire a bunch of really smart you make a bunch of aggressive hires in the front office coaching staff. You flank Ryan Saunders with smart coaches on the bench, and you pull the trigger moving up five spots to number six. You say, you know what? If we can't get lucky in the lottery, we're going to make our own luck and move up. And I'd, I've never, like, I've never seen a study on this, but I'm going to guess it's very similar in the NBA draft to the NFL draft. We've actually done a study on the old Mackey and Judd show a few years ago, um, and it, this was on the old 1500ESPN.com. I don't even know if it's available now, but we went through every quarterback drafted <laughs> the last 20 years in the Peyton Manning era and found there's very clear drop-offs. If you're the first quarterback drafted, you pan out 80% of the time. If you're the second quarterback drafted, you pan out like 50% of the time. Third quarterback is like 25, 30% of the time. If you're fourth quarterback or later, it's a 10% or less chance of panning out in the NFL. So there's very clear tiers. And in the NBA, I would guess, if you compared like the 4th, 5th, or 6th overall pick historically to the 10, 11, 12th overall pick, I'm going to guess that there's a much better chance of... Like, like Dwayne Wade was a number 5 overall pick. Right. So you can... And now people are going to say, well, but like Tony Parker was this, and I It's get different it. in different drafts, but obviously the higher up you move, the better chance you have of hitting on the pick. But a lot of people are saying that after the first four, and you never really know this... Nobody saw Draymond Green being Draymond Green, Clay Thompson being Clay Thompson, where they were picked, because you often hear stuff like this, but the the word around this draft is that after number four, it sort of flattens out in terms of the, the prospects who are available and the ceilings that they have. So this might backfire on them. If that's true, if it flattens out after four and you could have gotten a player as impactful at 11 as you did at four and you traded Dario Saric to do this, then... It wasn't worth it, but I like the aggressiveness. I like the message that was sent by doing this, and obviously they don't think that the the draft flattens out at number four. They see something worth moving up to five or six to go and get, and they did it, getting number six from the Suns. Are they? Oh, go ahead, Joe. Oh, I, I was going to say, these guys strike me as a definite group of people that have a, have a plan that's more than... We like this guy, so we'll we'll make this one trade. They have a vision. There's this strikes me. Yes, this this does go back to the, the closest parallel that we can draw right now, currently going on in this town. To this is is the twins. It's just a different thought process, mm-hmm. and it's hard to it's hard right now to deduct exactly what the path is and where they're going. And they'll only tell us so much. But I got to think that these guys come in, and to Danny's point too, they probably are very much aware of the fact. That if things go sideways with Cat, that's a huge setback, and so they've got to they've got to walk the fine line of not making short sighted dumb moves, which I don't think that they will, but walk that line with we've got to get we got to put this guy into an environment in which he at least thinks he's got a great chance to win fairly quickly. It doesn't have to be two thousand nineteen twenty, but it's got to be. It can't also be a four year plan. I think these guys are looking at. Here, I, I, I think it's. I think here's their plan. I think this is. I think I figured out their plan. I mean, it's not shocking. All this stuff's been out there. I think they're. I think they're looking to create their own backcourt in the next thirty days from scratch. We're all talking about is Tyus Jones going to be this or that? Maybe Tyus Jones sticks around as a as a backup. Jeff Teague's going to be gone. Free up money. I think they're looking to create a backcourt of D'Angelo Russell, 
and Kobe White start their own backcourt and have it be sort of like right now in the NBA, there's a lot of really interesting backcourt blueprints of sort of agnostic positions, right? Lillard, McCollum, interchangeable. Both like can term. handle the ball. Agnostic positions, Ag- that's good. Yeah, right? Like positionless. Yes, sort of. absolutely. That's, that's a fancy way of saying positionless. It's yeah. almost better. Yeah. Position agnostic? I mean, it shows he has vocabulary. I don't know if it's better. <laughs> I sort of like it because it sounds smart, but it does. But it's not super smart. <laughs> right. Houston, I know they hate each other now, but yeah, Chris Paul was a point guard, but Chris Paul plays off ball yep. in Houston anyways. James Harden, very ball dominant toward the end of the year, but also has played off the ball at different times in his career. And I don't know, and I haven't seen enough of Kobe White to be able to tell you one way or the other, but could Kobe White... And D'Angelo Russell, if you drafted White number six overall and then swung a sign in trade for Russell, could that be your backcourt? A couple dudes who are six foot four, six foot five, both can shoot, both can handle the ball as needed. I think that's interesting that they could they could be identifying a brand new backcourt here in the next few. But weeks. they're going to have to free up money to get Russell. There will yes. have to be more moves made that's if that's going to happen. Jeff Teague in a three, it'd have to be like a three way deal, wouldn't it? Like the one I laid out in a. In today's crime session, but just saying. if they, I'm I mean, telling that you right the now, eleven pick, so it's off the table. Andrew, but I thought it was if, a very good trade when I put it out there. If Gerson Rosas moves Andrew Wiggins within the next few days or a few weeks, we need to have a parade for this guy. Only if he gets D'Angelo Russell. Okay. I mean, moving Wiggins would be great, but I don't want to. If well, I said if you're going to take on three terrible contracts. Oh, you weren't okay. on the show yet. I said, I said the parade will be confined to downtown if he doesn't get. Russell, but if he moves Wiggins and gets Russell, the parade will go down 94 and extend to the X, where they can go down in front of the Wilds building and take a bow <laughs> and say, look, we're doing things right. What are you doing? Wilch uh, just said on ESPN that uh, David Griffin may not be done yet. He says the Pelicans uh, still have so many draft picks they could try to put together a package for an established player and have freed up enough money for a max slot if they want wow. to go out into free agency this offseason to add wow. to Zion and whatever else that they would be hilarious they if they made a bunch of moves <laughs> and like like Kawhi Leonard decided to go like they freed up a max contract slot and they were and they were better than the Lakers or something I would love I just want them to be better than the Lakers I don't think that's going to happen but it would be hilarious I would love for that to happen uh, Johnny K from The Athletic. There's so many things coming down right now. This is beautiful. And we're 25 minutes away from the Raised by Wolves live draft oh, special. I can't wait. Manny Hill's going to be here. Danny Cunningham from Target Center. Uh, Johnny K says, The Wolves were confident last night they could get to number four. That confidence waned this morning, but they kept pursuing opportunities to move up. Getting to six with the way that the draft is falling and not giving up Covington is ideal. That's true. That's another yep. thing to keep in mind here. That some of the rumors, like earlier in the day, Jeff Goodman was reporting it would have to be to move up to four, that was the initial report. They'd have to give up 11 and Covington. Just quick straw poll in the room. If you had, you know, if you had to, right now, if you had the option, they moved up to six. They gave up the 11 and Sarich. Isn't that a no brainer? If you had a choice to hang on to Sarich or Covington, you hang on to Covington? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, Absolutely. And now, since the, the Hawks are the team that got the four, right? And they don't think that the Hawks are going to take the player that they want. You now have one team that concerns you. Mark Stein just tweeted out. He's projecting that these will be the top five picks. Reckless speculation. It says 25 minutes from now, one Zion Williamson to New Orleans, two John Morant to Memphis, three RJ Barrett to New York, four DeAndre Hunter to Atlanta, five Darius Garland to Cleveland, and then at six, 
He just has a blank spot, and it says Minnesota. So he's saying he knows the first five picks, but he doesn't know yet who Minnesota is going to take. I would think if that's the way the draft board falls, it sounds like Kobe White would be the guy, right? Yes. And I'm stealing this from Danny Cunningham. Just, but that might be their guy. Yeah. From day one. Well, let's let's come back. We'll wrap with Roycey, and we'll we'll walk it up to the Raised by Wolves draft special here in about 22 minutes. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. If you're just joining, Woj bombs all throughout the last 20 minutes, including the Timberwolves trading the number 11 overall pick and Dario Saric. We hardly knew him, and they acquired the number 6 overall pick, and you would be getting that information straight to your mobile device if you downloaded the Scorth mobile app. You'll get breaking news alerts. You'll get articles that are relevant to your favorite local sports teams and also uh, highlights from shows that we produce here on Score North. It's free to download. Judd asked me to stop chastising people when telling them to get the Score North app. Well, well, you're some kind of an idiot. Why don't you have the app yet? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, he said. That's, that's exactly what, what I said, said, I said the other day. People are so confused right now. You're that's happy. exactly what I said the other you're, day. You're nice. You're not nice. Yeah, I can tell you, you're an idiot if you don't go to Luther Brookdale Toyota. I mean, come on. The best Stupid. combination. Of what are you doing? A bunch of smart people fixing idiot. your car, giving you peace of mind. If you're like me and probably most people in this room, you're not really. If, if someone said, "All right, lift up the hood and name all the things inside the hood, inside the car," you, like, you point at them. You stumped me at lift up the hood. Yeah, I don't know where the latch is. There's a little latch under there somewhere. Can't find it. Is Those that, are hard to find. Is that the really trunk latch? Is it the hood latch? Right. If you don't know where the hood latch is, Luther Brookdale Toyota Service Department is there to help you. Not only will they point out where the hood latch is, but they'll tell you what a carburetor is, and they might fix it for you. Transmission. Don't even bother telling me. Yeah. Just fix it. I'm going to forget. They'll tell you what spark plugs are. No. What's a carburetor? Well, I'll have my guys explain it. Steve okay. and Dwayne and Jeremy inside the service department. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd with Rami, and now time to wrap with Royce. Your thoughts, sir, on the Timberwolves dealing the 11th overall pick in Dario Saric to Phoenix for the 6th pick in the first round of tonight's draft? Uh, I am hearing about it right now. I haven't been monitoring today, and uh, I don't know. Who's, uh, they're all names to me, they basically. Got, the Wolves, got, Le- the the Wolves got LeBron. The Wolves got LeBron, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, that's uh, that's interesting, though. They must think that they, they that Garland's not going to fall to there, though, is he? Isn't he the guy they had the hots for? Maybe it's that point guard from North Carolina. Yeah, that's Kobe White. Yeah. In fact, there's a report now from a couple different places that uh, Darius. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, Garland is going to go number five to the Cavs. So the first five picks are basically slotted in. So it sounds like Kobe so White from North Carolina. Kobe White will be there and get, get themselves a guard. Well, hey, all you Ricky lovers, he's available. If you want to bring Ricky back, he's available. They've decided to take 62-year-old Mike Connolly out there instead. Uh, you know, but that guy has played. Uh, they just Utah just gave up all that, uh, you know, that, that ammunition to get get it Connolly from Memphis and uh he is this is he's played twelve years in the league since he left Ohio State. I'm always afraid unless you know there's exceptions obviously like LeBron and those guys, but those guys that leave after one year, which is most of them now, man, they got a lot of tire wear on the tire, don't they? I mean a guy like Michael Connolly got a hell of a lot of wear on him by now. But, you know, they got somebody they like, so I guess that's good. It's, uh, I was kind of hoping they might use it to get rid of Teague, but 
I guess that's not possible. Yeah. I think that's probably something that's still on the table, just not in this particular deal. I'm sure they're still trying to satisfy you and move and move Jeff Teague. Well, I, yeah, no, but I mean, they would have had the. This is the only way you're going to get rid of him is if you uh, put him with the 11th choice and then move down to 22nd or something like that. So this, this I think nullifies your opportunity to get rid of old Jeff. So anyway. I was thinking maybe Atlanta might, uh, you know, he played pretty well down there. Maybe they could get him to get Atlanta to take him back. I don't know what, you know, Atlanta's obviously young and building. But uh, uh, I, you know what? It's amazing. I was looking at the 2017 draft. I I was looking at the top ten. They, they were showing it on one of these shows the other day. There's about four of them will turn out to be close. It's amazing in this sport with, the hundreds of thousands of people all over the world playing the game, how few really great players there are. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, you look at the draft, how, how few great players are available. I mean, our poor boys got stuck with, the, the you know, Derek Williams is the second pick, Wesley Johnson, the fourth pick. Uh, uh, the one year that, Anthony Bennett's the first overall pick. How in the hell can Anthony Bennett be the oh. best player you know, available in the draft? I don't get it. it. It's amazing how there's a lot of players, but but difference-making players, is uh, there's so few, it's amazing. I think, well, part of yeah. it, too, is just like to, to zoom out to 30,000 feet. What's there? There's 300 million people in America, right? I know that, or, that yeah. a lot of the draft picks are from outside America, but... How many of them are between the ages of eighteen and twenty-two, and are at least like six foot four and can shoot from twenty-five <laughs> feet? Like you start to narrow the human population down, and yeah, it is hard to find those type That's of guys. True, but I mean, you find basketball, you find the football players. They go through seven rounds, and they got thousands, hundreds of them, and uh, you know they all look like athletes. And then you get basketball players, and there's about six of them who can play. It's incredible to yeah. me. It's, it's and yet, when you you know when you when you slap a team together somehow here and there, you you, you have good looking athletes. But the draft is really thin, I think. And this year, I think it stinks. I I like the two guys at top, obviously, but I think it's a terrible draft as far as difference making players. I mean, this Garland kid played five games last year and he got hurt at Vanderbilt. And now all of a sudden, because he had two good workouts, he's uh, he's the hottest thing going. Yeah, and it's and it's it's Cleveland's gonna that's gonna pick him. It's a smart pick by Cleveland because it, the only way for Cleveland to get a home run player is to draft that player. So they might as well swing for the fences, even if there's a twenty percent chance he's a star. Well, uh, they've. Uh, what, is there anything stupider, by the way, in sports guys that all of us knowing these trades have been made, but they can't announce them until July first no. or something? I don't understand it. You know, uh, you know, guys got to come up there with the. Yep. You know, with a, a hat on that says Lakers, right? Then, then all of a sudden he's now a Pelican. You know, so it's uh, it's ridiculous. Is New Orleans going to trade that pick or what? That four, the fourth pick. I don't know. We're waiting for a Woj bomb to to find out. Woj no, New Orleans already Woj. traded the fourth. Pick. Oh, I thought so, you meant Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. I thought you right? meant Atlanta. Hawks yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Hawks got the fourth oh. pick. Oh, who would they get for eight that and seventeen? Oh, they so they took two. Yeah. They took two more picks, so they're yeah. going to make some more moves and uh, to try to get a player. Huh? So, all right. Well, it's it's goofy. 
I, I don't know. All I know is we were never more excited around here about the draft when we got Marbury to join Garvin. How did that work out? Would have worked better yeah. if they would have just hung on to Ray Allen. It was fun. That's listen. It was fun for a couple of years. Come on, oh, man, we loved it for a couple of years. Finally, had a point guard in this town. We thought the draft. This is yeah. always like this. There's a lot of haunting memories. You think if you're a Timberwolves fan? <laughs> yeah, of, yeah uh, sp- the sports. I, I, go ahead. I I did an album like three years ago. That the only time. I mean, obviously, you can go back and. and find the screw up for almost every draft choice ever made. If it failed, you know, you can say that they should have liked, like the, the twins taken Jay instead of Ben attendee. Well, okay. You can find that, but I did a column about the Timberwolves that except for Garnett, they were always wrong. <laughs> every, everybody they ever took, they were wrong. Uh, and I guess a lot of it turned it out, but, but pretty, they pretty much, from the day they took Pooh Richardson as their first ever draft choice, they were wrong. And do you remember what happened the last time they had the sixth overall pick? What disaster was that? That was the year they took Johnny Flynn, the spot before Steph Curry, and oh, the yeah. spot after they took Ricky Rubio. So Ricky at five Rubio. and six, they went Rubio, Flynn, and then Steph Curry went. I don't blame I don't blame David Gunn for that. I blame Syracuse and for playing six overtimes in the Big East. <laughs> they hadn't played six overtimes, it would have never happened. It was, uh, it was just an unfortunate circumstance. So. Hey, Pat. By the way, I just saw Crone's brother batting for Phoenix for Arizona. Yep. Kevin Crone. He makes his seat look like a little kid. He's a monster. He's six foot six. Blonde guy. He's enormous. He could be a wrestler. It's uh, and he struck out unfortunately. Yeah. Did anyway, you, Did you see the news about the Tampa Bay Rays today? What the, What's that? They're going to get rid of a couple of guys because no. the budget's too high. Uh, even better than that, according to Jeff Passan, the Tampa Bay Rays have received Major League Baseball's permission to explore becoming a two-city team: the Tampa Bay area and Montreal. The plan would be they'd play early season home games in the Trop or in the Tampa Bay area and then finish the season in Montreal. Your thoughts? I believe they have a lease that does not permit that. I think I read They would need St. Petersburg's permission, and the mayor came out and said today that he doesn't plan on giving that permission. Yes, yeah, I I saw a piece that uh, Topper, uh, Mark Tapkin wrote this spring when that was being bandied about that uh, they have a lease where they have to play all of their games in in Tropicana Field. But, hey, it expires in 2026, so they only have to uh, suffer for, uh, what, uh, seven more years. If I'm a player, I love this idea, though. Sometime in Tampa... Then go to Montreal yeah. with all the nice clubs and bars there. <laughs> if I'm a young Here's man, bye, honey. Here's I'll see. Idea. I'll see. I'll be in Montreal for the rest of the season. Nothing I can do. Take care of the kids. Here's my idea: that baseball gets every team in the major leagues to throw four million in a pot and go to Tampa and say, "Here's a hundred million. Let them out." Okay, you know that'll. We're going to buy you out of the lease for a hundred million or whatever it is, whatever it takes to get them out of there is what they should do. Yeah, what well, was you know Canadians all they all kind of blend together and root for each other, right? So how many people were at that Toronto Raptors celebration the other day? Two was it two million? 
They're saying two uh, million. Two million, and, yeah. and, and including a guy bent on assassination of somebody. Now they don't Have they arrested anybody for the shooting up there when four people got yeah, shot? Yeah, four people were shot at the. Yeah, I think they arrested a couple people. Yeah, I, I mean, but you know what's you know what's amazing about Canada? It's like Minnesota. You know, we root for everybody in the state. You know, the kids from International Falls at the Olympics, we get all excited because he's a Minnesotan, but. Canada, it's the entire state. I mean, the entire country. It's if, if a kid from British Columbia is, uh, you know, trying to get a gold medal in Canada, they they're happy in Toronto. It's like one great big state up there. They they all root for each other. It's incredible. And see, all two million people at that gathering could have put fifty bucks in a pot. That's a hundred million dollars right there. That's that is true. That is true. Montreal, though, they got their plan is to build an outdoor stadium in Montreal, which is worse weather than us. So I don't know, Rami, if you approve of that or not. Do you? Absolutely not, Pat. That makes my head hurt <laughs> that they would even think about that. Why? Why would you I even think about that? Think about it because they're like us. They got to take what they can get. They don't have that. In, they don't have a. They don't have a government that is going to build them a, a big stadium, so it's a lot of it's Montreal, it's a, it's a terrible baseball city. I have family in Montreal. Spent a lot of time there. They never had a strong following except in the yeah. rare pop-up year where they won a few games. Yep. Pat, well, we, you're uh, absolutely wrong about that. In the early years, it was fantastic. So. Well, well you sure, guys when can, it was new, it was, yeah, it was the cool place <laughs> to be. We got to run, Pat. We'll yeah. talk to you tomorrow. All right. New was 20 years, but that's okay. All, All right, right. See you, Pat. <laughs> That was classic Pat right there. All right. Raised by Wolves draft special next. We'll recap all of this tomorrow on Mackie Judd with Rami. So I should have listened to Judd. I should have just listened to Judd's all game. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.